Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here. Locked on Nationals podcast. Today, it is the 18th of August, 2022. And on today's show, we'll take a look back at the Nationals and the Cubs, their series that just finished up yesterday. And then we'll look ahead to this weekend's series between the Nationals and the Padres. And also, we'll start off with a announcement about the show and about uh, the show moving forward right after this. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast, August 18th. 2022, thank you all for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day. Um, so we're talking about the Nationals and the Cubs. We're going to talk about the Nationals and the Padres coming up here. But first, an announcement from me. So uh, I will be concluding my time as Locked On Nationals host at the end of this month and, and a little bit longer if need to be. But the plan right now is for me to be the Locked On Nationals host through the end of August. Um, this was a decision that I had I made myself. I told uh, Jeff earlier this week, Jeff is the host of Locked on Reds and Jeff Carr, and he uh, also um, you know runs our Major League Baseball channel here. And I let Jeff know that earlier this week. Um, it, it's just a move that I had to make. Uh, this is a podcast that I host in addition to Locked on Big 12, which came along an excellent opportunity. I also do this in addition to uh, I do color commentary. I'm going to be doing that for um, for high school football games. And um, also I work on the NASCAR channel at SiriusXM right now as a, as a producer sometimes. Also work on the college side I have for a long time. And so a lot of that stuff does uh, does demand my, my, my attention right now. So it is getting more difficult to, um, in, uh, you know, watch games or, you know, and, and watch national games and follow it as closely you know, as I, as I was before. And also I do play, I play for university of Richmond um, baseball and I'll be doing some of their games, uh, whether it be soccer or field hockey coming up here in the fall. So a lot going on for me professionally, there's a lot of weighing about, you know, what, what can you keep doing? What can you not for your health, for your, you know, your, your relationships with your family about your professional career. Um, and so I think it's just, it's just time that there was a new, face a new voice because I want to make sure this this team uh, this podcast gets the uh, support that it that it deserves um I just want to talk about my journey with this I just want to thank all of you all like you all have been the listeners you all have been really supportive uh, of this show um you know ever since we started my journey on this show everybody this thing started back in really this entire my entire journey here started. Back in 2019, when I was the um, I was a sports director at KCOU 88.1 FM, the student radio station at the University of Missouri, and the young man who succeeded me, Nash Walker, um, was uh, who is also locked on Twins host, was in the studio, our C studio, our little beast studio we have in the back for online stream stuff like that, and he was recording. Um. He was recording a podcast. I actually heard him doing a read. I believe it was for Blue Chew at the time. No, not not you know not 
pimping that stuff right here, but just saying like, it was weird. I was like, why is he doing an ad for a mail enhancement bill? Like what is going on? I asked Nash, I said, Hey man, what are you doing? He goes, Oh, I'm recording something for my podcast. I'm recording my podcast. Nash would go in there and use that studio very wisely because it's good audio quality. And he would go in there and record his podcast. And so I got to asking him about locked on and I thought, well, I'll be graduating December of 19 when I graduated. Um, actually, I wasn't even sports director at that point when I was talking to Nash. He was a sports director. I was just trying to figure out you know, what he was doing, and I was still working at the radio station, so I'm getting ready to graduate. And so I heard about this. He got me in contact with the folks. Sean Woodley at that point, who's locked on Raptors, was running the Major League Baseball channel. And I got in touch with him and talked about their openings, and the Washington Nationals were the club that I was most familiar with that was available. Um, I am from Virginia. Uh, for those of you all know, the gigs, you know, the gigs have been up for a little bit now, but I'm a Mets fan actually. Uh, but obviously if you guys have heard this content, it does not hurt the way that I've done this show at all. I've always been very fair to the nationals. I've always been very supportive of the nationals because the Nats do well. I do well. The show does well. We all do well, right? We all want that to happen. So it's, it's one of those things where if you're in the professional ranks, like it's just one of those things that you deal with and you do. Um, it's kind of weird, you know, like that. I mean, you, you kind of put stuff aside so you can cover teams and you do the best you can. But I hope, hopefully you all feel like I've covered the Nats pretty objectively. I feel like I have. Um, you know, you all may not share the same sentiment, but I feel like I have. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, I talked to Sean and it was open. And, um, you know, I, I was moving to D.C. In, this, uh, in January of 2020 to start my job with SiriusXM. And I did so and I was excited. Um, and then the pandemic happens, right? And so, you know, that's when I started. I started doing episodes in January of 2020. And since then, everybody, we have done, we have been on this journey together. Locked on Nationals has done 468 episodes of Locked on Nationals over the course of that span of time. I mean, it has been an absolute pleasure, pleasure of mine to be with you all through what's been a really difficult time for the Washington Nationals to be through that downturn to go through COVID, first of all, uh, not enjoy the celebration for the Nats like they should have been able to enjoy it, to be there, you know, for that 2021 season, the sell-off, to be there through now the Juan Soto trade. I mean, we've you know, we've gone through a lot together. You know, we've gone through a lot together. And um, I just want to say, like, you all, your all's interaction, and you all have been really good to me. I mean, the, I will say this. The college crowd uh, for Locked On Big 12, a really passionate crowd, they love their college football and basketball and baseball, and they love their schools. They can be a bit of a harsher crowd, and sometimes I would say a little bit – it's not as rational as it normally should be and needs to be. I have to say, the Nationals crowd, you all are one of the more intelligent, thoughtful, and really supportive groups that I could ask for. Constructive, you know, constructive criticism is great. You all have given me some too. But um, the kind words for the reviews you all have written me on iTunes and Apple, uh, what you all have said to me on YouTube and all of that, you know, I, I cannot thank you all enough for being really supportive of this show, for listening, for letting me know when you agree, you disagree. Um, and, and just, you know, I, I hope that um, my time that has been sent, you know, spent in your ears, that's been, whether you know, whether it's been in your car, in your home, at your dinner table, and your, you know, in your office, um, whether it's helped you get through a good day, help you get through a bad day, you know, whatever it is, I, I really do appreciate you all making me a part of whatever it is and, and the show and making me a part of whatever it is that you're doing. I hope um, you felt, you felt like it was time that was worth spending. And that's, that's the one big thing here is time. I just, I don't feel like I have enough time to do everything. And I want to make sure I give you all the coverage that you all deserve or whoever is the host of this show gives you all the coverage that you all deserve. 
that kind of gets me to the next point of what I want to talk about. Um, we have not pinpointed the replacement yet. Um, whether you are in sports media, whether you're not in sports media, whether you're a fan, whether you know whatever it is you've done, uh, please reach out to me. You guys can find me jneighbors0 at gmail.com or at joshneighbors underscore. You guys can DM me on Twitter. If you all have interest in becoming the next host of Locked On Nationals, it's a commitment, folks. It's five days a week. All right. It's 19 episodes a month normally during the on season, three a week during the off season. And baseball is on, you know, from February until October. So you really don't get a whole lot of off. It's, I mean, you're on, you're five a week for nine to 10 months a year when it comes to baseball. So just letting you all know that is the time commitment that you would be uh, entering into. And I'll have more details if you all are interested, but uh, because it's that schedule and you all deserve that much content, that's that's great. That's what we do here at Locked On. We put our name on your team every day. And I feel like I can't deliver that. So I want to find somebody else who can deliver that to you all in a really good way. And I, I once again, thank you all so much. This was my first professional on-air job out of college. And I, I was, you know, out of out of college, um, I was on air so much in school whether it be calling games. I got to call Missouri athletics. I got to call high school athletics around town on TV. I got to do my own, uh, you know, my own radio show every single week. I mean, I got to do it all. And I really wanted to find an outlet where I could continue to share my thoughts, my feelings, all of those things. And locked on nationals was the first place that I was able to do that. And I was able to share it with a bunch of guests. A lot of my friends were able to come on the show from Connor Jones uh, to people like Matt Wyrick, who have been on this show to people, uh, you know, like Lindsey Crosby, who have been on this show. I mean, people who have stuff to say, sharing their time with you, sharing their insights. And I, I really do, um, you know, I really do appreciate all of the time and effort that you all have kind of given back towards me listening to this stuff. And this, once again, my first job kind of doing something on air. And I feel like I, hopefully I got better with each one and things got, you know, better as we went along, but now I think it's time. So I don't want to leave this feed abandoned. We're going to try to find somebody else to take over. I just have to say, you know, after uh, 456 episodes, I felt like I needed to tell you all and let you all know, and I'll kind of send, you know, keep going with the reminders as we go along, but just let you all know that uh, this is probably gonna be my last couple weeks here that you that you all will hear me. Let's see the, the last yeah last day of um of the month is September first, which is a Thursday or the third excuse me August thirty first, which is a Wednesday. Um, I probably foresee me staying on through the end of the second just to make sure that we hopefully find somebody and get them in place that time and and we can get some continuity. So just wanted to let you all know that's coming down the pike. All right. Quick word from our sponsors, and then we will discuss. Um, we will talk about uh, the national series against the Chicago Cubs. Once again, first a word from our sponsors. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by the folks at the NHTSA. What are the odds that you get pulled over after you've had a few drinks and you're out with your friends? You usually think you think they're pretty low, right? What's the worst that can happen if you do? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you tow your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of drunk driving. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, 
think again, play it safe, plan ahead and get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever drive sober or get pulled over. All right. So let's talk about the Washington nationals after their uh, weekends or the weekend, the beginning of the week series against the Chicago Cubs. They are now 39 and 80. They have a 328 winning percentage, which is the worst in the league. They, um, so yeah, still worst team in baseball. They're 37 and a half games out of first place, 19 and 44 at home, 20 and 36 on the road. Their minus 212 run differential is the worst in baseball. They've lost two, three and seven in their last 10, and they have a less than 1% chance to make the playoffs. Now they'll take on the Padres, who are 66 and 44, 17 games back. Uh, I'll get to them here in a second. First, let's talk Nationals and let's talk about the Cubs. So there was a lot happening in this Nationals series. I talked to you, I was talking about all the things that were changing the other day. Uh, You know, Jake McGee being brought on, Patrick Corbin getting some rest, um, you know, and kind of making things a little bit, a little bit different. So we got uh, a lot of, I guess, feedback, like not personal feedback, but like, you know, kind of results driven feedback from all of the various decisions that had been made relating to roster moves and who was where. So let's start with that first game of the series. The Nationals got a five to four win in which was a very interesting Josiah Gray start. Six innings, five hits, three runs, 10 Ks, 105 pitches. And this was one of those starts that featured, you know, uh, a couple long balls, right? Ian Happ, um, you know, ends up going deep in this game, not once, but twice. And that's obviously been a problem for Josiah Gray, but still the stuff at times was electric. And once again, only five hits, two of those being home runs, 10 Ks, 105 pitches. You know, that's the one thing about Josiah is that he's really starting to get that pitch count up there. He's really been able to be a guy who can go 100 plus pitches Excuse me. And that's that's a horse mentality right there. I know he has really been adamant about how he wants to do that. And um, the results have not especially, you know, lately have not especially been great. Um, you know, uh, last couple of games against the Cubs, I'd say you know, it's been it's been OK. Right. Five earned runs in 12 and two thirds innings for him, uh, along with 15 K's in those 12 and a third innings for him. So you know, better results as of late, but that month of July was rough, a six, seven, five ERA after a month of June, which saw him pitch four games and had the one, one, three ERA. So, you know, he went over, went above a hundred pitches for the first time in that month of June. And then since then he's done it one, two, three, four This is the fourth time he's done. It. And he's got the ability to do it. It's just a matter of whether he can stay in the game long enough to get there. I mean, when he's not going 100, he's going 96, 95, 94, 97, 95, 94, 91. I mean, there was that stretch from June through July where he only uh, he exclusively was throwing 90-plus pitches. The only time, actually, he has not thrown 90-plus pitches since the start of June is the uh, that one start against the Phillies that he had at the beginning of August. So, you're starting to see him extend. And, and I've said this a million times and I'll keep saying this. And I, I hope whoever's next shares my sentiment on this with a guy this young. This year for him is about finding what he does well, identifying that, finding the problems and working on it. And we are finding all of those things. And oftentimes they're within the same start. We're finding a guy who's got problems with the home run ball. 
or finding a guy who's able to strike out a ton of people and bounce back on a start to start basis on it sometimes in the game base right i mean he had to he had to get this thing rolling in this five to four win for the nationals he's the one who had to get this thing back on track after a 2-0 start right so that was up to him and to him to get it to the bullpen in the end uh, of this game that that's what you're talking about so josiah gray still i mean it's up and down with him sure but for a guy that that projected originally, I think the projections are probably a number three starter, right? I think he's got number two, number one type stuff. I think I if he ends up as number three guy, that's well, I mean, you know, it's all relative to who's around you, right? I think if he ends up as a number three, it's great. It's really good. But he's got he's got the ability sometimes to look like a number one or a number two. And I think harnessing that more often will be the challenge for him. The good news is, folks, just 23, 24, 24 years old right now. And the, uh, I will say, speaking of somebody who's not on the young side of thing, actually, if you flip around, uh, if you palindrome the old Josiah Gray age, you'll get the old Nelson Cruz age of 42, right? And it was a really nice game for Nelson Cruz. This is, uh, you know, probably one of his better outings, two for four with three RBIs, the home run in the eighth inning gives the nationals the go ahead. And uh, then they, they lean on the King save King uh, Kyle Finnegan to finish it out for him. I mean, Edwards and Finnegan, you know, they've just, they decided not to move those two. They decided not to do it, man. There's a chance that could be something right that, you know, if the nationals can get this thing going in the right direction, I'm not sure if they hold on to these guys, these guys always move around, but these two, like they can do it. They're, they're good. Um, I, I think it's kind of a simple way of putting it. Like Carl Edwards Jr. is good right now. I'm not sure if he's going to keep, keep being him, but he's good right now. Kyle Finnegan is a good pitcher. You know, the times that he has – I mean, this is a guy, you know, the top relievers really kind of get put in similar situations all the time. This guy is a late innings guy, but we've seen saves. We've seen holds. We've seen seven. We've seen eight. We've seen nine. I mean, this guy's asked to pitch all over the place. And so when you think about a guy who's asked to do that much, and also the big thing is for him, he's gotten better. A 4-3-5 uh, in May, 3-9-7 in June, 1-6-4 in July, and then August 2-7-0, but still it's really good. Um, in July, he's, uh, excuse me, in August, in the all the appearances he's made, he's made um, six so far this month. The one where he's given up runs uh, was the one that's, you know, it's it's just two runs now in six and two-thirds innings for him this month. So obviously, you know, he's, he's done really well. So these are two guys who have actually got it and could be a part of something. We're talking about a bullpen moving forward. All right. Second game for the nationals in this series, a seven to five loss. These, these three games were all decided by two runs or less. And this one was the Patrick Corbin return six innings, six hits, four runs, three K's 97 pitches. Now the thing about this is, it drops the ERA down, right? This is this was an okay performance. I mean, relative to what he was doing, it was okay. I, I'm not sure we can say he's cleaned up a ton, right? It doesn't really necessarily feel like he has cleaned up a lot of um, of what he has he's been doing, right? I think I think that's kind of safe to say um, uh, at, at this point in time. Like he's not really cleaned up a whole lot of what he has been doing. Also, rough start on the weekend for or the week rather, for our man, C.J. Abrams. He was just one for 11. Did have the RBI, though, in, in this game, and this game went to 11 innings. Uh, this was a really fun kind of, not back and forth, but it was kind of a fourth, then back 
uh, affair. The Cubs went up four to nothing. The Nationals came back and scored in the sixth, the seventh, the eighth to get a tie game. They both scored in the tenth. The Cubs added two in the eleventh and got the uh, got the job done. They were five for ten in scoring position. It was Victor Arano who ultimately gave up the runs there in the end. Uh, Carl Edwards and Kyle Finnegan both were combined two scoreless. And you combine them together, two scoreless innings. That was good to see. Rosmo Ramirez a clean inning. Uh, Steve Ciszek a clean inning. So it was good to see those guys. But the Cubs end up getting the win here, seven to five. And it feels like Patrick Corbin. I mean, what are we can say about that? Like, does, was it was it really that good? Like, it, it, I guess it's progress. I guess it's progress is one thing I'll say. I don't want to be negative, Nelly, about this all the time. Um, all right. Final, final one, three, two loss. I will say it's on Jake McGee. So note that, right? That's, that's, it's on Jake McGee. I'm not sure is why he's pitching here. Uh, you all have heard my thoughts about this. It's just because, I mean, like Mason Thompson folks, why, why are we, why are we not doing Mason Thompson? Okay. Corey Abbott. Hey, let's do it. Six innings, three hits, two, uh, two earned runs and five Ks. This guy should not be, it was not supposed to be in the big leagues pitching. Had that ERA around five in AAA, as I talked about. This was one of the better starts he had made. I think that one start against the Mets was five innings, two hits, two walks, and three Ks on 76 pitches. Was really strong. This is another really strong start. This puts you in position to win the baseball game. You should be competitive when your starter goes six innings and gives up two total runs. No doubt about that. And also, uh, when our friend Corey Abbott, you know, left the game, the Nats get a run in the bottom of the sixth. And so it was tied. And that just shows you, yes, he pitched them, even in the game, it was low scoring in position to get the job done. Uh, but it was uh, it was our old friend Jan Gomes who drove the go ahead run later in the game. That's the only hit they had with runners in scoring position. It was against Jake McGee, whose ERA is at six, six, seven. You know, I can tell the, you know resignation of my voice about that. Um, and that's what helped. That's what powered the Cubs to the win. All right. Uh, let's, we'll do the Padres preview. Let's just do that tomorrow. I think that's the best way to do that, but let's talk about liver health right now. Liver health formula is an official sponsor here of locked on nationals. The liver is the body's metabolic furnace. It's responsible for flushing out harmful toxins and igniting your fat-burning metabolism. But thanks to modern diets rich in unhealthy processed foods and the constant exposure to thousands of man-made and environmental toxins, most of us have overworked livers. But now it's easy to rejuvenate your liver, health, and reignite your metabolism. Thanks to Liver Health Formula by Pure Health Research. Liver Health Formula contains eight liver-boosting super nutrients like turmeric, beef, and artichoke extract. Also, if you guys get this today, you guys get a free bottle of curb fit. So go to getliverhelp.com slash MLB. That's getliverhelp.com slash MLB now to get started. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore nationals. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. More updates are coming on the show about what is going to be coming in our future. Uh, I talked about this a little bit earlier, you know, obviously earlier on the show, but I'll have updates. And once again, if you guys can get a hold of me, and you guys are interested in the job, just let me know at joshneighbors underscore at jneighbors0 uh, at gmail.com. Also, jneighbors0 at gmail.com. All right, my friends. So next time, as always, stay safe.